Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Jacaranda FM. Well, unless you're a fast bowler, right? I used to be, well, I used to be, I don't know, I used to be okay with the pace-wise. I used to be a good bowler. That's how I, that's how I, I, how I first got recognized as a bowler. And then we... We worked on my. We started to work on my batting a lot, a lot more as as the years uh, went on, and um, I played Western Province cricket, uh, but not first team. I played second team cricket, so what we would today call amateur cricket, um, and it was it was very good. And I, and I had a very very disillusioned version of what it would take to play for South Africa. So I was nineteen years old, and I made the academy side of Western Province, and I. Was next year I was going to play the, in the amateur side, and then the following year I was going to play for the Western Province, the main Western Province side, the first team, and then the next year I was going to play for South Africa. <laughs> so those were your short-term goals. <laughs> but it was such a disillusioned view of, of, of how much hard work it mm-hmm. would take and where I was uh, mentally and physically and where I was in my career as a person. And I had such – yeah, anyway, so – But was there a stage where you said – I want to get a normal job. I'm not into cricket. And, you know, I just want to do something different in my life. Well, be, be, maybe because, you know, who was it? I think uh, David Visser was here. Yeah. They, they, they said he came up to Joburg and he had to play for the, the, the B team. And they said, no, you, and he said, no, I want to play for the A team. And yeah. he, walked, he walked away from cricket. Yeah. And somebody said, no, uh, I actually think he actually left Joburg or whatever. It's an amazing story that he had to, uh, he told the other day on this show, and that inspired him. Somebody just said, hey, you can do it. Did that happen to you as well, where you want to return your there's back just, on cricket? There's, a, there's quite a significant story that not, not, not many people know uh, to follow up that few years at UCT. So I was studying, and every year, finally exams came, I always chose cricket, and UCT weren't as forgiving as maybe a Tuckies or maybe a very sporting so university, maybe Kofsis or Pukka. And in my second year, I chose cricket again. So I, I got into varsity my second year on probation. So I had to pass, and I did really well in the first semester. But the first semester, it's winter, so there's no cricket. Mm. And then it came around to end of the year exams again. came down in December, uh, November, or October, November. And there was a tour to go to, with the amateur side to go to Kimberley. But I had to write an exam, and I chose cricket. And um, so I was playing amateur cricket for two years, and I hit a plateau. So I was I was improving, improving, and then I hit a plateau for for a year after that. And um, I was going nowhere really. Uh, and then I went to the UK. All my friends were going to the Rory Clanfell, JP Dumini, Vernon Philander. They were all my peers in in in, um, in Western Province cricket at the time, and they all did a stint in the UK playing club cricket in the winter. And I decided that that would be my next step to do exactly that and I did that came back with a bang still plateau didn't 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 um, lose my my cricket or didn't lose my talent I just I couldn't make make it to the next step I couldn't get it to the next level and I, as I mentioned I played rugby um, through high school and I was very successful at rugby I was very close to making the Craven Week side and out of two positions for wingers, first choice wingers, I was the third choice. So I was very close. And it's, at the time, I loved rugby more than I loved cricket. 
2005, I decided in the winter when I got back, I wanted to play rugby again. Just for a short time, two months, come to come to the end of winter, August, I'll start training for cricket again, give it a proper go. So I played club rugby for Primrose, rugby club in Cape Town, and then I tore my anterior cruciate ligament off the bone. Sure. <laughs> what a journey that was. You know, it's what, probably a 9 out of 10 out of probably the worst injuries you can have. Um, so it was a grueling eight months. 28th of May, my anniversary for that in particular injury is coming up very soon, my 10-year anniversary. I had the operation on the 21st of June. I remember all these details like it was yesterday because it's a very significant part in my life. And mm. the doctor said I had one of two choices. You know, I could either not have an op and I could just have, lead a normal life and walk but not play any sport again, or I could have the op. And he couldn't guarantee me that I was going to play sport again. And yeah, so the eight month journey started rehab, operation, rehab, physio, gym work. Um, yeah, just the whole like you got to deal with your emotions. You got to figure whether whether you could um, play sport again. I ran for Western Province Athletics as well. Back in the day, I did 100 meters, 400 meters. I did relay, for 100 relay. I did 200 meters. So I, I did athletics, rugby, cricket. So it's quite a playing playing sport my whole life since I was as young as, as 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 young as I can remember with my brother, all the time, every day, every Saturday, uh, playing for for a team. So for all that to crash down, you know, for for all that to crash was. Um, was 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 quite tough for me emotionally, you know, emotionally for me, emotionally for my parents, and then I've given up my studies up until that point. So I didn't study, finished, and now I'm in this place where I had the worst opera- worst injury. And then 2005. So you asked the question, you know, did I think about doing normal work? So I, I worked in a call center for some for some I don't know cell phone company because uh, I had to do something. You know, I couldn't sit in my sit, sit at home. You know, mom wasn't too happy, you know, because she wanted me to study. My dad was very supportive of my sports, so he supported me. He might have to show that he was disappointed, but he supported me playing sport. My mom wasn't happy because I've wasted three years. Now I'm 21, and now I'm, I can't walk, <laughs> you know. So that was pretty tough. And then got through that phase. That eight months was very tough. Started to play cricket again. Um, met the first love of my life. <laughs> a cricket bat. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a rugby ball. <laughs> she um, she kind of helped me through that particular phase. And you know, even though I was a broken man at that particular point, you know, she was, she, she still um, cared for me and stuff, which kind of showed me that it wasn't because I played sport. Uh, it was just because of who I was. And the next... Six months after the eight-month journey was um, quite significant. I got an opportunity to go to the National Academy, and that happens every year. And the only reason why I got selected to go is because somebody got injured. He had a stress fracture in his back about a month before. I wasn't selected. I was nowhere. I was on the radar. I, I just started playing amateur cricket again. So I fought my way back after eight months. Got in, played club cricket, played amateur cricket. And the coach of the National Academy, he was um, 
he phoned up and he said, listen, he phoned my coach at the time, amateur coach, listen, this guy's pulled out, he's got a stress fracture, where's, um, where's Fudgy? Because I went off the radar for like a year and he wanted to know. And he's like, Fudgy just got back from a serious injury, like, but he's ready, like he's been playing for me, he's played a few games now recently, he's, he's, ready, he's ready to go. 2006, I got my uh, opportunity to go to the National Academy because somebody got injured. Uh, I gave it a full go, nothing to lose. Came to Pretoria, the HPC, for four months of cricket training, two months of gym work and hard fitness training. My leg was fine. Third month, we had Richard Pibus and Cordy van Sale. They were coaches at the Titans and the Eagles, respectively. And in the fourth month, we played Australia. The academy came over. Um, Aaron Finch was playing, the current opening batsman from Australia. A guy called Callum Ferguson was playing, Ben Edmondson. Uh, ben Hilfenhaus, who's played for Australia before. Um, they had a, quite a good side. Matthew Wade played. Um, there's another guy. Mm, it'll, it'll come to me. So anyway, so they had a quite a strong side, and for about a week I played out of my skin. Richard Pibus, who coached us in our third month, he saw this particular talent of mine, and I've for three months I've grafted really hard, and did all the workshops and we had nutritionists come in and dietitians and psychologists and sorting out our game and our mind, getting our mind, preparing us for 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 a life in sport and a life in cricket. Went to Super Sport Studios, did in mock interviews. And uh like this one tonight. <laughs> like <laughs> like this one tonight. And um yeah. we uh and then I got offered a, I got offered a contract which is quite weird. It was the night that it was our final function. So we had a function after the four months, like a like a leaving dinner. And I was MC for the night. And it was quite nerve-wracking. And as the night went on, it got a lot easier. There was like 150 people. I've never done it before. And I was... Anyway, so I went to the bathroom. And and as I came out, Richard Pibus, the coach of the Titans, was going to the bathroom. And I've heard rumors that he was potentially going to offer me a contract. And as it happened, in the walkway to the toilet, he asked me, so Fudgy, how are you doing? Cool. Do you want to come play for the Titans? Wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. So we, fly, we flew out the next morning. So I said it was a Tuesday morning, we flew out. Um, so he said, okay, cool, listen, I'm going to send through a contract tomorrow. When you get to Cape Town, It'll be on email. Go through it with your family. And uh, I'm actually getting quite goosebumps right now, to be to be honest. And um, <clears throat> I went through it with my family um, that Tuesday evening. I had another day, Wednesday. And Thursday, I flew back up to Pretoria. And that was 2006. And that's nine years later. I sit in the studio. Absolutely amazing. We can make a movie. <laughs> but you're still too young. I mean, it was quite. It was. It was. It was. It was very surreal that particular um, wow. moment. So you know, there's mm. the you know the story of the injury leading up after after the varsity and the injury, and then that particular story. You know, and um, you know, there's other stories in between. You know, mm. but, but I, th yeah. I think you're such a strong person to get through that virtually on your own. You knew, I want to play cricket. I want to do sport. No more. And you had to make that decision every day. You're lying. We wake up in the morning. You know, and, and I think today when we watch you play, 
that comes through and you, you enjoy every moment and you go like, wow, man, I had one of the largest operations ever. And you knew maybe you'll never ever walk or play any sport again. And you got out of it mentally. So, mm. um, you know, and the people around you and whatever, and that's what makes you such a, a great person. And, and you appreciate sport and people and stuff. And I think, you know, you just got that. I'm also getting goosebumps. Yeah. No, I'm not going to cry yet. <laughs> but what an amazing story. And nobody, that's yeah. why you're here tonight. I want to yeah. hear exactly what went on in your life. And everybody thinks there you are, the superstar at the World Cup, blah, blah, blah. But that long road you have to travel to get there. Amazing. We'll uh, chat again now. Who is this clean bandit? Uh, is this a, a, a girl, a boy, a band? I've never heard of them. It's a band. Um, they play, it's a lot in. Uh, it's an instrumental band. Okay. Um, the song that I've chosen, I think, features uh, Jess Glenn. Um, she's quite a cool voice, something very similar to Florence and the Machine. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy.